0: 23 minutes to nine. News just a hand on now, I guess, equivalent in Sydney. David TGB, Ray Hadley currently on the air, has just revealed that uh, the New South Wales Arts Minister, Don Harwin, will be fined $1,000 by police for breaching <laughs> the COVID-19 restrictions. And we've spoken about the morning, this morning that he's just taken the decision to go and stay at his holiday home. So he's copped the $1,000 whack for his for his troubles.
1: I wonder what the political fallout from this is going to be, though. I mean, and it seems to be that she's... Because the the New South Wales Liberal Party are a factionally riven mess, her premiership Mm. is such a precarious thing that she can't act against any of these halfwits. She can't sack Harwin. She can't sack Brad Hazard, who's a moderate and one of her backers, because she needs them to cover a sorry political butt. So as a result, the people of New South Wales are are lumbered with some gold-plated mediocrities, still getting paid full-toed odds for doing the shambolic job they're doing running these big government departments. And, you know, these guys, some of them, they'll be, they'll be flat out being the two I see at their local Rotary Club,
0: let alone running the biggest government in Australia. It's pathetic. <laughs> <laughs> it's time for <if> fuel, <laughs> Thanks to Dave Bod on to Brighton Road, Glenelg South. Yeah. Um, actually, was excellent. know uh, the petrol is... Below dollar 15 for the majority of Adelaide I saw it a dollar seven out the west uh, Lucy saw it at a dollar 11 on Hackney Road most expensive though is in the south at Glenelg Summo Park in Brighton where you're paying between a dollar 16 and a dollar 20 thanks to Dave Potahonda for fuel watch on this Thursday morning now it's time for the editor of the Sunday mail Jess Leo Kelton morning to you Jess
2: good morning boys. how
0: are we yeah we're good well, thanks Jess how are you bearing up
2: yeah, not bad, not bad. I, I don't know about you guys, but just working from home, business is starting to feel a bit like the uh, the new normal. But mm. um, and while we have some nice sunshine, it's it's not so bad if you can get out and bump, like into it. So we'll we'll see yeah. how we go. I
0: want to ask you about the, this this Fulham family that's been running a, a curbside essentials pantry. But perhaps before we get to that, what's it like, and what are the difficulties when you're trying to put together a newspaper when everyone's working remotely?
2: Well, communication is a big one. Luckily, journalists are are big talkers. And so now we have have many channels. So you'll have the email going while the little chat thing's going and the phone's going and texts are happening um, and, you know, the pages are are coming together live. So I think what's really important is trying to really uh, drown out a lot of that noise and and really crystallise that. You know, we're we're here for our readers. What do people need to read? What do they need to know? And interestingly, being from home, you actually can step away a lot more than at the office. And, you know, say, I'm just going to take a moment and, and sort of take this all in. So there are some advantages, but obviously not seeing the team and um, having to prove pages on a screen is brutal on one's eyes. I'm very old school, love to be able to print out and mark up a page with lots of red marks. So... It's um, it's certainly been a a change. It's funny, when we went to work from home, I got all these bulldog clips and highlighters and took them home from my my office at work and brought them home and went, I don't know why I have all these because I don't have any paper to be clipping or highlighting. So it's quite a, a paperless existence, which is really interesting.
1: Yes. Yeah, I'm even more old school than that, Jess. I reckon the thing I'd miss the most about working there in Weymouth Street is being able to retire to the Union Hotel after it's all done with the crew.
2: Well, you know what, I made sure that on the, the Saturday that we, we knew it was going to be our last for a little while that we did. So we yeah, certainly uh, try and milk those opportunities when
0: we can. <laughs> <laughs> all right, well, let's, let's talk about this. Uh, some of the stories that are, that are making news. They've all, you know, everything's got one theme at the moment, but um, you guys have told some really fascinating local stories, including that family I mentioned a short time ago, running their own curbside essentials pantry.
2: Yeah, so, you know, obviously when, when, you know, people are passing away from um, COVID-19 and, and the Ruby Princess scandals around, that makes really big headlines. But it's so important to, to highlight these things that are happening in our suburbs that continue to give us hope and, and remind us that we will get through this. And this Fulham family is a, it's a really gorgeous story. The, the Ross family, they decided to run a little curbside pantry um, because they went to make a, a birthday cake for one of their children and went to the shops and saw that the shelves were stripped bare of all, you know, staples like flour and eggs and things like that, and they realise, look, we've actually got plenty or more than we need. So they've, um, they've popped that on their, their curb and, and neighbours can come by and, and get what they need and, and, and everyone sort of is at a social distance, that safe social distance, greeting one another and, and having that real sense of community, which is, is really lovely.
1: In a similar vein too, Jess, the hunt continues for the Angel of Pasadena Foodland.
2: Yes, I love this. We love a good title. Um, And I was actually up at at Pasadena Foodland um, myself yesterday and and it gave me pause to think, you know, what a lovely thing for someone to do. It was um, a woman stepped forward and and paid a $128 shopping bill for a woman named Michelle Lee who um, was having a bit of a bad day. She actually lost a a close family member that day and was a bit frazzled and couldn't remember her PIN number because the, the bill was over $100 and she was trying to the contactless payment that obviously requires a pin when you are you spend over 100 so this woman stepped in paid the bill, no questions asked, and, and walked off. And so um, Michelle Lee came to us saying, you know, she'd love to find out who this person is and, and hopefully repay this woman. But if not, if this woman wanted to, to nominate uh, a charity or, or somewhere she wants the money to go, which is a really lovely thing of, of paying it forward and, and just remembering that at this time everybody's a little bit extra anxious and a little bit mm. frazzled and, and coming to groups with this strange new world.
0: Mm. That's a lovely story. Um he also covered an egg hunt with a lot of heart.
2: Yes, this is this is lovely. This is also in the west. I mean, you go from Fulham to Torrensville, West. Represent, will your neighbourhood? Yeah, that's um, right. We're all beautiful people. <laughs> <laughs> Torrensville. Well,
0: maybe Re- maybe I should say they're not they're not all like me. <laughs>
2: <laughs> <laughs> look, there's this one in every neighbourhood, isn't there, Will? Yeah, but uh, no, right. I guess this <laughs> resident, right. Uh, Nadine, resident uh, well, Nadine, she uh, is the founder of the We Care in the West Facebook group and a disability services provider there actually reached out to her and said, look, we, we don't have the, the funds or the means to get Easter eggs to our, our members. And, and obviously, you know, this time of year, that's normally what we do. And she put a call out and said for 48 hours, there were nonstop deliveries of, of Easter eggs to be able to be handed out, which is just lovely for people to, to mobilize and, and realize that whilst, you know, you might be doing it a bit tough or things are a bit strange, there are, there's some people in, in serious need and who need our help.
1: And just finally, Jess, um, free coffees for healthcare workers, another welcome initiative.
2: Yes, this is, this is a lovely one. Uh, a gentleman who's a midnight espresso coffee van has been going around to hospitals um, at sort of 11pm at night, and he's been staying there until sort of five in the morning, uh, handing out free coffees to health workers just to, you know, say thanks, keep going and, and help them out. And he said, look, obviously the response and the smiles on people's faces when they, they get a free coffee, it's it's the little things that, that make a difference. So certainly I think, you know, with Easter coming up, if, you know, people have a bit more time on their hands, what can they do in their community? Or or let us know if someone's doing something great in, in your community because we do want to keep telling these stories.
0: Hmm. Jess, great to catch up with you. Have a wonderful uh, Easter long weekend.
2: Same to you, boys. All the best. Catch you next week.
0: 15 minutes to nine, behind closed doors still to come. And then a stack of giveaways. We've got the Samtass Seafoods Fish Tray on this Thursday morning. We'll award before 9 o'clock. And in just a moment, we have a Tony and Mark's Easter hamper that will be delivered to you to make Easter at home sensational. That's coming up. Stick around. Check the weather app. Activate my base shield. Order a pizza. And save a galaxy on the brink of war as forces vie for control of the Alpha and Beta Quadrants. Download Star Trek Fleet Command today. Join millions of players and forge alliances. Defeat your enemies and build an epic fleet to dominate the galaxy. Download Star Trek Fleet Command free on the App Store or Google Play. Star Trek Fleet Command. You have the con.